Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey friends, have you noticed that no matter how much yoga we do, we may still struggle in our intimate relationships? My husband and I have a great relationship, but we are not relationship coaches. And we know that yoga can and does help, but at a certain point, you need more relational support from a relationship specialist. If you're going through some kind of challenge right now in your relationships, my friend Jason Gaddis at the Relationship School can help. Jason's team will pair you up with a skilled relationship coach, and within 48 hours, you'll be getting private one-on-one support on whatever you're going through relationally. And right now, for my listeners only, Jason is offering half off one month of relationship coaching. Head over to relationshipschool.com slash Laura to get the deal and watch your relationships improve. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Monday Motivation. Today's motivation is a big one because it does require motivation, and it is the topic of how to combat despondency. So I was listening to another podcast, The Daily, and they were talking about the state of the world and how it seems like Many people are feeling despondent. And I thought, what a great adjective that is, despondent. So what does despondent mean? It's a feeling or showing of extreme discouragement or dejection. And when we look at a definition, it's also good to look at like what the antonym is to give you an idea of what despondent is, because the antonym of despondent is contentment. So it's the opposite of feeling content. And with that, all of the different emotions of feeling unsatisfied and displeased and dejected and generally downhearted. The Latin etymology of despondent is losing courage, falling into dejection. And this despondent condition is when you are you have a sinking or dejection of spirit from a loss of hope or courage in affliction or difficulty. So I think that's a pretty accurate adjective in this state of the world. We've been in a pandemic for two years. We've had a recent surge of COVID cases, confusion about um, how we should quarantine, how we should get back to life or not. 
And everybody's tired of that, of course. We're, we're tired of the uncertainty and the just difference in our life and in many ways how it's impacted our relationships and how it's impacted our interaction with the world. And it is a place where we can feel hopeless and feel like we're going inward and maybe even going downward into that more discouraged state of being. And we don't want to lose hope. We don't want to give up. We don't want to resign. And so what do we do with that? While it's important to recognize it's normal to feel this way, I think we all can recognize that, and that it is an emotional state that is real, and it's fine to feel it, but we don't want to sit in it. We don't want to stay in it because that could really sink us into some spiritless inaction. And so with some conviction and courage, we can combat it. And I'm hoping that some of these suggestions will help you. Because when you feel despondent, life can seem pretty bleak. And we don't want to live in that state. While we can't avoid having these more heavy feelings, we can certainly speed up how quickly we recover from them. So the bounce back from that. And that's what we always want to achieve. We achieve it with our body and through our body, we can achieve it in our mind, this kind of flexibility of sorts. There's a mental and psychological and emotional flexibility that is one of the biggest uh, ways to combat any kind of deterioration in our mental health. And the research has shown that as we're more flexible in our approach to the world around us, we will feel more content. We will feel less stressed. And and if we're more content, we're going to be less despondent. So how do we get there? How do we get more flexible in our mental and psychological well-being? Well, we know that when we have these black and white um, thoughts, that we can no longer do this, this has to be this way, this has to be another way, um, very black and white, that is a very rigid mindset that leads to more rigidity, and that's the opposite of that flexibility. And so we live in this kind of world that is uncertain, but in that there are tones of grays that are not black and white. And we can break through our rigidity by practicing being more accepting, being more open-minded, and being more hopeful in that. Because again, that is a, a great way to combat despondency. So how do we get there in terms of our mental, psychological um, state of open-mindedness? Well, one of the number one things, and this is probably something everybody knows but doesn't necessarily practice, is you really need to ramp up your self-care. Because when you're feeling dark and hopeless and not content, you have to take care of yourself first. Somebody might make you feel better. Watching a show might make you feel better temporarily. But really taking ownership of your self-care is going to be the thing that will combat that despondency the most. And so picture yourself with someone you love. And this could be your partner, your parent, your child, a really close friend, 
how would you treat them if they were not feeling well? Then you need to do the same to yourself. So you would probably talk to your friend, your daughter, your parent with some enthusiasm, some support, some energy. You need to do the same to yourself. You need to greet yourself in the morning in the mirror with some enthusiasm. Because if you look at yourself in the morning in the mirror and you say, oh, I'm so tired. I didn't sleep well. I'm not feeling like you're taking that on, that you're taking on that energy. You're taking on that mindset, which is going to be closing you off to being more open-minded. So treat yourself with grace and with tenderness, how you speak to yourself, give yourself a nice cheerleading talk, and then do the things that are going to make you feel better. Almost everyone we know, actually I should say everyone, is going to feel better if they move. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a movement, um, you know, quote-unquote expert or movement lover, but the research shows this. When we move, we are increasing our feel-good hormones. Oxytocin is when we when we move, we're releasing oxytocin. We are that helps us combat cortisol, which is the hormone that produces stress. And oxytocin is when we are also loving to ourselves. And it is in the brain to have for these moments to combat this despondency. What's another way to feel really good? Taking care of yourself in the form of like some kind of ritual, taking a bath, getting a massage. Massage therapy helps increase serotonin and dopamine, which are, which are another, is another mood-related neurotransmitter. And this also helps combat that cortisol, which is wreaking havoc and stress. So what are some things, just think to yourself right now, three things that you might suggest to a, a beloved in terms of increasing their self-care? Take a walk. Get exercise. Drink water. Take a bath. Get a massage. You know, and it's, I mean, it's not to say purchasing something is not going to do that. There's retail therapy that has shown you can increase um, oxy, oxytocin the same way, but we want to do something that is going to have a responsiveness and a, to all of our systems. And so movement really impacts all of our systems from the neurological system to the pulmonary system and so much more, musculoskeletal system. So really ramp up your self-care. Now, speaking of these wonderful neurotransmitters that make you feel better, serotonin is a neurotransmitter that's involved in many of the processes throughout your body. It is produced at the brain and gut level. I've talked about this in my gut um, podcast. It is hugely important. So how what you eat, um, how much you sleep, all of these things is going to be impacting the, the development of serotonin. So at the brain level, the serotonin um, helps you feel clear. It regulates your mood. The gut level, and it ensures that you're having good digestion. 
And serotonin also creates melatonin, which helps you sleep well. So if you're feeling despondent, you might feel like you're sleep, want to sleep all the time, but that's just malaise. That's stagnancy. You want to sleep well because you've been active and then you're ready to sleep and then you'll sleep much better because you're creating and releasing that melatonin. Serotonin also has an impact on your sexual feelings, right? Your sensuality. Because again, if you feel more positive, you're going to feel more alive, more vibrant. And these this, these positive feelings will result in feeling more at home in your body. Now, serotonin is influenced by some external factors like sunshine. And, and I've, I've talked about this in previous podcasts, how important it is to get some sun. And if you live right now in a very dark area, you can get that with one of those wonderful um, box lights. But you need to get some kind of uh, sunshine in your day, sunlight in your day, to help the serotonin as well. Serotonin is also transmitted directly to the brain when the body is active. So getting back to movement, move your body because you're going to help all of those systems, including your brain. And this is a great way to combat that despondency. So even if you feel so despondent that you just feel paralyzed from getting up off the couch, do a little something. Look at it like a movement snack. You're not going to eat a full meal, but you're going to have a little snack, a little bit of nourishment. So get up and move for five minutes. Put a timer on. Start the process going because as we know, that process will lead you to feeling better. And then as you feel better, you're going to want more of it. So you're going to, you're going to increase how much time you're exercising or you're going to at least do it more often. So it's really, really um, so important to move. I mean, think about like the last time you did something where you were like dancing or running or hiking or, or something that was vigorous and how wonderful it felt. And that aerobic exercise that really gets you going, your heart rate up, it also is spurring the serotonin. And it will help you with combating despondency. What's something else to try? There is a lot of research about meditation. And I'm kind of laughing only because, in particular, the meditation about gratitude. Because sometimes that can just seem so hokey or cheesy. But they've done so much research on it now, it, you just can't kind of overlook it. It doesn't have to be long, but it should be regular. Can you pause, whether it's the beginning of the day, the middle of the day, the end of the day, maybe when you're looking in the mirror in the morning and you're not saying, oh, I look so tired, I look so haggard, but instead being like, look at me, I made it through another night, it's another day let's go. How can you focus on some part of your life that you are, have tremendous gratitude for? And this has been shown to literally change the configuration of your brain, to improve your serotonin, to really help you get out of the darker state and certainly the rigid mind state. 
if you think about something good, your brain registers that. So think about if you look at like a, a picture or a video of animals playing, you are in some way impacting your mood. Do that in meditation. Think about something that brings you joy. And it could be, again, an animal. It could be a friend, a beloved. Um, it could be a moment in your life. It could be a, a location in, that you've been to. It could be a happy memory. But thinking about it, you are putting it in your brain. And then your brain starts to shift. And again, the research is so behind this. Whether you think about it, whether you write it down in, in your little gratitude list, do something that regenerates your th- feelings of hope and gratitude. What are some other things? Well, I would say look at how you're eating. You know, what we eat affects our mood. What we eat can affect our, can affect our serotonin level. Um, things like, they've shown in research, things like simple carbohydrates, pasta, bread, potatoes, or even, you know, vegetables and fruit like beans, apples, grapes, um, broccoli, these more complex carbohydrates, both of these can impact your serotonin. Now, is packaged uh, pretzels going to do that? No. You want to be have as whole food as possible, meaning it's as close to its normal form. And if it's as, if it's literally as close to its normal form, and like a potato, it's wonderful. There have been studies on people who ate potatoes and how nutritious they are. We have really demonize them a lot in terms of um, not being good for you or, you know, it's a carb, but man, a potato is so wonderful. And it's, and it has this rooted, literally root vegetable, it has this rooted um, energy to it. And then you pile on top of that some legumes or some vegetables and then some kind of nice spicy sauce or something. And it's, it just makes you feel good. It's satisfying and it's nutritious. So be aware of what you're putting in your mouth, what you're drinking, what you're eating, what you're snacking on, because we know a lot of times we eat not for nutrition, but for other reasons. But what we we often are doing when we're doing that is reinforcing, especially in a state of despondency, we're just reinforcing it. The food is not filling that hole. We know that to be true intellectually, but emotionally it seems like a good idea at the time. Try eating more nutritious, more whole food-based foods and notice what that does to your mood. Notice if you feel more energized when you eat better. I often will say when people talk about lit yoga and sometimes they'll be like, oh, it seems like, you know, it makes you slimmer or something like that. And and I've never been one to say, um, do this because it's going to, you know, fire up your metabolism and torch some calories. It's really not that. You, you might do those things. But what it's doing is it's getting you clear and getting you content. And then you tend to make better choices in all the other realms, including what you eat. 
So know that when you move your body intentionally, meaning you're paying attention, it's not just like you're moving it and trying to zone out, but when you're really paying attention, that is prepping it for the other moments during your day. So you will make better choices. You'll want to fuel your body. You want to feel good. You want to feel like you're eating foods that are good for you and fueling you. And so think of, again, how to combat despondency. Take care of yourself. Move your body. Eat well. Have gratitude. And then I'll finally add on to this. Have some joy and play in your life. And it could be like literally playing, you know, a board game. I play board games a lot with my family. And, you know, at first some people some people in my family are like, oh, I don't want to do this again. And then we all get in there and it's so fun. It's just because you're playing and and while we might get a little competitive, there the idea of play is that there is no ultimate outcome. You know, it's just to enjoy life. And you could play by doing something you haven't done in a while as a kid. You know, whether it's go out and kick the soccer ball around or do some cartwheels or go for a bike ride, go ice skating. Um, Play could be like going for a movie and just sitting back and, you know, enjoying something different that feels really fun. And the only purpose behind it is that. And so I would encourage you to just try and infuse some play in your life. I try to infuse it on the mat because it's a great opportunity to bring that sense of joy and vibrancy into movement. And so you could incorporate all these things. I hope this helped you today. If you're feeling despondent, know you're not alone. There's a lot of reasons to feel despondent. So it doesn't mean that we're um, trying to negate that feeling, but we're just trying to combat it and say, you know, I don't have to go into the hole and I don't have to feel so downhearted or dejected that I'm giving up hope. But I am actually trying to be content despite the fact that there is a lot of uncertainty in the world, in your own personal world and in the global world. But know, as always, that we are in this together and I am pulling for you. 